This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Belay, one of our favorite resources for growing organizations. Belay offers virtual assistance, bookkeeping, and social media strategist services to empower you to accomplish more and juggle less. The virtual support you receive from Belay will revolutionize your operational efficiency. To help you understand their masterful approach to productivity, Belay is giving away a tried-and-true guide that includes time hacks, organization tips, delegation advice, and reading and tech tool recommendations to boost productivity and stay focused. Get back to doing what only you can do with Belay's free download of your personal guide to a productive work week at belaysolutions.com slash focus on this. Again, get that free download of your personal guide to a productive work week at belaysolutions.com slash focus on this. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Blake Stratton and Alicia Curry. Alicia, welcome back to the show. Good to have you back. Hey, happy to be here. What's up, y'all? It's been a while, but um, I believe last time you were here on the show, um, you were in the role of executive assistant and project coordinator for our product team here at Michael Hyatt and Company. And since then, because of your project managing skills and all of who you are, you have received a promotion and an upgrade. But what are you what are you doing now with the company? Yeah, so I have the fortune of having been promoted to client care manager. So super excited. Um, and thank you for that congratulations verbs are, no are you happy that i'm back i mean well. <laughs> oh and then we have blake stratton welcome back blake glad uh, you're I've, here i've received zero promotion since we last spoke verbs but thanks for asking um i'm excited <laughs> to have alicia on here because you you she has her radio voice going right now but here's the deal with alicia everybody she gets stuff done that's just the deal there it is and what we're talking about today, I think, Alicia, that you are great at. I've experienced it firsthand from you to me, actually, on multiple occasions. Uh, and it is essentially the art of following up. So let me let me cue this up for everybody. Please do. Maybe you've been here. Verbs probably hasn't been here because he's a much nicer and more conscientious person than me, but the rest of you, you listening, maybe been there. I where just give quickly. That's what it is. So I, I sometimes I'll do this where you you see someone, you know, you're grocery shopping maybe, and you bump into someone. You're like, oh my gosh, yeah, we should. Oh yeah, let's hang out. Um, yeah, we should totally do coffee and let's connect. And then by the time you are rounding the dairy aisle, it's already slipped through the cracks and out of your mind. And like, it just never happens. And here, which is fine, except when you go grocery shopping the next week or two weeks later and you bump into the same person, you're like, oh, right. Remember how I was supposed to text you for coffee and we were supposed to hang out or connect and then I never did? Yeah, then there's only so many... Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I've got to run. Excuses before I start feeling like, man, I'm 
I'm letting too many things fall through the cracks. And I'm sharing that as in a social setting, but we probably all have experienced it in the workplace, in in home relationships and elsewhere, where you talk about an action, a meeting, a, a, a big, you know, something in Slack, maybe if you use that app, but then it, it falls through the cracks. It doesn't actually ever occur. And then it comes back at you later on and you've got to scramble. And then if that happens more and more, then all of a sudden you're putting out fires. So anyway, Verbs, have you ever been there? Be honest. Yeah. First of all, I just want to say I do forgive you for all of those ghostings on the coffee invites when we met at the grocery store. This is, I thought on a public podcast would be the time to broach that with you. So thank you for forgiving me. It's no problem. I forgive quickly. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's bound to happen, especially when you have, you know, especially when you have a growing team. Um, tasks are kind of going all over the place and you're working cross collaboratively. And um, it's one of those things where there's an important task that definitely falls through the cracks. And the reason why we have Alicia here is she's, we won't, we won't reveal her actual nickname quite yet, but she is uh, very um, fantastic at catching these things, even when you don't know that she's catching them. So we're going to have her address some of these questions to help us close the gaps, eliminate the cracks so we're excited to get into it. So we've already been talking about this whole idea of spring cleaning. Um, oftentimes when we get to this time of the year, there's a list of things that we want to do. Most of the time, all those things don't get done. But when they come back up, it's always that thing that we wish we actually would have gotten to uh, to kind of create space, not only in our homes, but also on our calendar. And so today we're going to be focusing in on the art of follow-up. Yeah. So in my example of seeing verbs at the grocery store saying, hey, yeah, we got to hang out. <laughs> and when we do that a lot, it ends up being a lifestyle of reaction, a lifestyle of just reacting haphazardly to things. And we want to talk about following up with Alicia because she's so great at the opposite of that. It's not that just to, Alicia, maybe you can speak to this, but we want to cue people up so that they're actually ahead of things. Kind of like when your house is finally clean and you feel like in control again. So how can you, once you maybe create some peace, keep from all this stuff falling through the cracks is, is through the art of follow-up. So Alicia, how do you, what is follow-up even? Maybe you could start just kind of defining the terms here. And then you know, why is it valuable, I guess, to, to spend time thinking about how we do that? Yeah, so um, you you brought up um, an interesting point, which is that when you continually have those good intentions um, to do good things or to you know be the person that can get things done, um, you end up overcommitting, saying yes to things without the intention or plan of actually being able to complete those tasks. That is when you end up in that state of reaction all the time. Um, and what I have cultivated or just focused on a lot in my career is um, flipping that and actually turning those actions into proaction. Is that a word? Um, being proactive consistently. Right. We're going to that's that's a term we're going to define today. All right. And just so you people know, everything she's saying is accurate and true. She has actually earned the name uh, within Michael Hyatt and Company and the streets of Slack as Alicia hashtag already done curry because by the time we get around to thinking about it and posting about it 
she's already tackled the task and on to the next thing. So this is a, this is true story. Totally. Um, and that is that's where that proaction term comes into play there is I'm constantly thinking of how do I create space to make sure that what we are promising in this meeting gets done um, and creating realistic expectations on when things can get done um, is also what I'm always on the swivel looking for. So yeah, appreciate that. Lo- love my nickname. Take take pride in it for sure. All right. So can we ask you some questions then as, as the pro, as hashtag already done? Can we ask you some questions about following up and hopefully give our listeners some some tips to step up their game this quarter? Yes, definitely. All right. My first question is, I think a huge one, which is when a task comes up or a request comes up or a message comes through or a conversation happens in the grocery store, how do you capture stuff? So before even follow-up kicks in, how do you know, I, I think capturing is what happens before you can follow up, right? To, to know what even there is to follow up on. So what kinds of, I guess, what kinds of stuff should we be capturing so that we can follow up? And then how do you do that? Yeah, so um, this is probably going to be my my favorite tip of the day. Um, and that is that rather than, <laughs> rather than, because um, you know you're going to say yes, you want to be the well-intentioned person, you want to be there for people, Um, Instead of just saying, yes, I can get that to you or yes, we'll meet up soon um, is actually triggering an action for yourself. So and and that's where my tip um, for this comes in is rather than like trying to schedule the thing, I schedule a reminder for myself to actually think through the thing, because a lot of times what happens is you're in a meeting, you're in a discussion, you catch somebody at the grocery store um, and you think of an idea of how, you know, you can move that project forward or whatever may be the case. You aren't necessarily in the headspace of planning how that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the crack starts to be formed is you are thinking of how great the end goal is without saying, OK, I know that I'm going to need X amount of time to think this through so I can actually execute on it. Um, so my the the hack of all hacks for that is um, rather than trying to get the thing done while we're in the meeting is I will literally put a calendar item on my calendar that says, reach out to this person about this. So I know what it's about. I know who I need to talk to or, you know, how many people are involved, especially if it's, you know, a follow up meeting with seven people is I will schedule on my calendar like a 30 minute time slot that says what I need to do. And that way it's handled like I know it's going to come up in the future when I have time. And so that'll be my second tip in just a second. Um, I schedule that at a time when I know that I will actually be in the headspace of planning. And then the second tip is actually to identify blocks of time when you know you'll have the space to plan. So like you don't want to do the planning when you're in the meeting or when you're having the conversation with the person. You want to set time aside, um, like time blocks per week aside that you know, okay, I'm going to sit down, reach out to all the people that I need to reach out to to schedule all the things um, or, you know, to decide who's going to create this agenda um, or, you know, whatever the next right thing is. But don't try to decide the next right thing when you're in the conversation with a person. You just set time aside for yourself. And so for me, usually that block is Thursday and Friday mornings. So I know during those times I'm going to be knocking out all the stuff that 
we talked about in the meetings on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. So just not to get too granular with the capturing thing. Yeah. But do you always capture in the same, I guess, through the same channels? For instance, we talk about the full focus planner a lot because, you know, it's, 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 it's what we sell to help support people get the right stuff done. Do, are you capturing everything in your planner? Do you capture stuff on your phone or through other means? And is Thursday and Friday, is, is part of that triaging all the inboxes, I guess you could say? Um, so that's a complicated question. Um, <laughs> I only ask really in-depth, <laughs> insightful questions, Alicia. Very, very deep. Um, <laughs> so for, for me, um, and again, my role on the product team is to make sure that we're able to juggle all the balls and keep everything moving. Um, and that goes, you know, from granular to big picture. And so what I capture in my planner is the big picture things that I know we need to be focusing on for the week. Um, so that way I have the, those are my directives for, okay, I need to be checking on things pertaining to this project um, on Wednesday, because I know that people are waiting on answers from Joel on Wednesday. Um, and then as far as actual tasks for me, I capture those in my calendar. Again, that's just my mind trick to make sure that I'm actually doing them, that I'm not scheduling things or keeping a never ending to-do list. For me, the way that I get those things done is on my calendar. Um, a lot of uh, other EAs and people on our team will use apps like Todoist. Um, there's you know a ton of different ways that you can capture those things, even reminders. If you've got um, an iPhone um, using a reminder so you have that mental checkoff um, is also a, a great way to do that. So, But for me personally, it's my calendar and my planner is the two things that I'm using where I'm constantly, you know, back and forth, making sure that things get moved. If I'm not able to get to them today, um, checked off, of course, on my planner. And then when they come up in the schedule, things that get scheduled, get done. I live by that. What are some of your strategies that you implement when you need the coordination of maybe several people on a team in order to make something within that project happen? Yeah. So um, for me, that's a pretty natural thing at this point. Um, but to kind of break it down is I if you think of uh, when you put water into a jar, <laughs> it's going to go to the point of least resistance. Um, so I actually kind of flip that metaphor around and I say, OK, who is the hardest person to get scheduled in this group of people that need to meet? And then I work my way down from there. So it is pinging the appropriate people if they've got EAs, of course, reaching out to the um, them and checking their schedules to see when they're available. Um, and then some of that is also knowing whether or not suggesting time blocks is preferable for some people. So kind of once you start to learn people's preferences, um, you learn, you know, to give so like one person, for instance, might be better if you give them, hey, can you let me know what three days next week you're available? But another person may say, you know, they are it's easier to get them to say yes to a scheduled time if you say, can you meet at this time or that time? Um, so learning those nuances within your team is really important. Um, but definitely the the point of most resistance is where I start. So who's the hardest to get scheduled? And then I'll confirm a couple of times that they're available and then start to kind of um, to weed that out with everyone else, knowing that their schedules aren't as rigid as the the person with the 
most slam schedule. So that's how I um, typically will go about that. And then the same thing goes with any outside um, contacts. So if we need to, you know, meet with vendors and things like that, I usually go with whoever our, you know, busiest person is and, and the outside people and then go from there. One thing we talk about, Alicia, is the importance of understanding what your highest leverage tasks are every day. We call that the daily big three. And a lot of listeners, if they use the full focus planner, there's that big one, two, three in there. Other people are just putting it on a sticky note or they're they're identifying what is that main thing I've got to get done. The interesting thing about this episode is that I think that following up, one of the reasons I maybe will resist creating that task in the moment is the sense that I'm already so busy. I've already got so much going on and I don't want to add another thing. Of course, then stuff ends up falling through the cracks and then I you know, end up not being able to make that choice later. I understand all that, but for you in a proactive way, how does the daily big three work when you have a lot of loose ends to tie up? Yeah, so <laughs> that kind of goes back to my calendar hack a little bit. Um, so one of the things is being aware of how much time things take. Um, it's very easy, again, to overcommit or say that, you know, of course, I can get that done for you. If someone just drops something on your plate that you weren't expecting or planning for for the week, you look at your calendar, you say, sure, I've got time, you know, this afternoon to get that done. But you don't necessarily recognize that it's not going to be able to be finished in an afternoon. So then that's going to carry on and stay on your checklist forever. And so my way around that and you bring up a good point about um, not wanting to write things down because it's going to add to your never ending to do list. That's what the calendar hack does for me is it allows me to to keep that mental list like clear. <laughs> um, so the same way that the planner does when you have your big three and you're able to focus on what you need to get done for the day. Um, when you use that as a never ending list, then it becomes cluttered. It's hard to remember, like to know which things to focus on and which things can be let can be done later. And so that's how I like, I'll use the calendar, the booking appointments with myself, um, which is a, a very big piece of the follow-up that people don't necessarily think of is when you think of follow-up or the art of the follow-up, you're thinking about following up with other people. But following up with yourself is equally as important, right? It's holding yourself accountable to the things you say you're going to do. And so that my calendar hack is how I, you know, make sure that I follow through on things. So follow up and follow through, um, following through on those tasks. And then being able to make the plans to get them done is where the rubber meets the road, um, so to speak, as far as the daily big three. And then since I am kind of the... (laughs) as I like to call myself, the glue for our department, making sure that we know where we are, where we need to go and what right. is kind of getting left behind if something is falling um, behind, just kind of keeping tracks on the timelines for different projects. Um, that's where the the daily big three comes in for me is knowing like, okay, this week, this is what, you know, it's our weekly big three. These are the objectives we have to get done this week um, in order for this not to become a fire. Um, and being able to prioritize things too is also very important. So, knowing when things can get pushed and when they can't is another um, really big thing that helps me. It sounds like kind of the secret sauce. If we were going to say, here's a tool or a tip is that you've used one of the strategies we talk about, which is batching on your calendar time to process. So you like, for instance said, Oh, well you got to know what could be pushed. What can't it's hard to really know that if you're always hustling and reacting so you use batching. What I've heard you say a couple times now is, you know, you've got a couple days where there's extended time. 
do you use, uh, I guess this is kind of another form of batching, but we also talk about rituals. Is there anything on a daily basis that's part of your, if it's a workday startup or shutdown, that's kind of a canvassing of things that you've captured? Because, you know, what if I guess something needs to be followed up on Tuesday and it happened on Saturday, you know, maybe your batch hasn't happened yet. I'm just sort of thinking through that. What do, what do your rituals look like? How do those serve in the follow-up process for you? Yeah, so um, the rituals come in for me. Um, definitely the workday startup and shutdown is kind of where I'm able to get the lay of the land. Um, Joel and I, um, I'm executive assistant for Joel Miller, our chief product officer, and um, we do a daily check-in. So that's the time that I use to go through those um, items that we haven't gotten to. And so we will literally discuss um, whether or not I'm going to be able to, you know, get to following up with, you know, this vendor or that vendor, or, you know, this person requested a meeting, um, just checking on where that priority should lie uh, within this week, or if that should be pushed, um, things like that. And, um, so definitely the more that's a part of my workday startup and <laughs> shutdown rituals um, is definitely that check in. And then, you know, definitely doing an email sweep and, and holding to not checking email all day, every day is also a really big thing. So um, email at the start of the day, once at lunch, once in the afternoon. Um, otherwise, you just kind of get stuck staring and waiting for people to respond to things when um, and, and often it's on waiting for responses on things that don't even require an immediate response. Um, and we've got a pretty good communication hierarchy here at Michael Hyden company. So, you know, if something's going to, if something is an emergency, someone will text you or call you. And so outside of that, you, you know, can focus on um, getting the things that you need to get done. Um, I do have days where I will have um, a lot of meetings and so I'm not able to process. And so that's where that Thursday, Friday comes in for me because most of the other days um, are either meetings or, you know, I'm focused on some sort of research or things like that. So Thursday and Friday is when I will go through the tasks that are, that are on hold. And then I'm either, you know, doing what I can do during those time blocks. But yeah, definitely batching is the most important skill from full focus that I use uh, on a daily basis for sure. I'm actually curious to know, kind of going back to your nickname, hashtag already done, because I've been in meetings before where the group is discussing something that is just now being discussed. And then your response is, you know, we're talking about a task, but your response is it's already done. So what what kind of forethought actually goes into even before getting to a meeting that, you know, there's some action steps that are going to be generated out of that meeting, but you're already anticipating what those are to kind of lighten that whole follow-up task. It seems like, I don't, I'm not sure how your, how your brain works in that way, but can you help just walk us through what are you considering before you even get into a meeting? Uh, yeah. So a lot of that uh, comes for me at this point um, in my career, Michael Hyden company is from practice and having been in a lot of these meetings. Um, so I just, it's, it's very easy for me to kind of see the path that a meeting is taking. Sure. Um, so like if it's going to be a brainstorming meeting, um, those typically have certain action items that come out of them. Um, if it's a meeting with a vendor, depending on where we are in the process, um, the the action items that follow, you know, it, it's usually only a few different things. And so it's like, OK, who who do we need the answer from who, you know, and, and who needs to be working on 
this part of the task and trying to figure out like where the friction points are and how, whether this meeting is going to solve that friction point or if it's going to lead to another meeting to further discuss the friction point right. that we're talking yeah. about now. Um, so, and, and some of that also comes from, um, and I'm not, you know, this attending meetings is different for different people. So for me, attending meetings to take notes, those are the things I'm always looking for. So I'm listening to how, you know, how the conversation is flowing, what is going to lead to this and and also where we are in the project. So if we're, you know, working on a new book and I know the book deadline is in April, then I know that at this point we should already have cover design. We should already have, you know, typeset examples and things like that set. So I know the types of meetings that that are necessary to get those things reviewed you know, so on and so forth. And so some of that anticipation is um, just from practice of having been in a lot of the same kinds of meetings. Um, and then the other part is um, just reading the room, if you will, and just kind of like if you pay attention long enough, you're kind of able to tell like, okay, this person's probably going to ask me <laughs> um, if they can, you know, meet with Joe later. And so I'll already have, you know, all the calendars up that I need to be viewing. And so I'll either already have the answer or we'll have reached out to this person. If I'm the only EA on the call, then I know, you know, in order for them to actually get the action item that just, you know, flew in the air done, the, the, the EAs need to be um involved in making sure that that meeting happens um and well and especially for joel like if he's looking at his calendar trying to schedule things it's it's not a good thing so i and that's like another part of that is self-preservation of trying to (laughs) to to keep my own sanity and make sure that things um run smoothly as we're moving a project along okay alicia before i let you go we like our lists over here, okay, and, and focus on this land. So if you can give me a top five follow-up pro tool list, an app, technology, <clears throat> a planner, maybe, um, what, whatever you deem, what's your top five to be, you know, your Alicia hashtag already done, Curry, what's in the top five follow-up for you? Man, um, so you definitely need an app for project management. Uh, for me, that is Asana, me and our company. <laughs> um, <laughs> and number four, you definitely need a calendaring system for yourself. So you need to have a way to um, keep yourself on track in, in meetings on time and out of meetings on time and to school pickup on time. So for me, that's so like Google, Google calendar. calendar for you. Yeah. Google calendar for me. Um, I know some people like I, iCal outlook. Um, I'm a Google calendar girl all day. I like the color coding. Um, anyone that's seen like walked past my laptop um, <laughs> when I have all my calendars up, it, it, drives them nuts, but it's the only way that I stay sane. So um, that might be, you know, app number four, three, and two, but <laughs> the those two for sure. Um, and then for communication, you also need an app for that. So um, for email, we use Spark. Um, and then for internal quick communication, so you don't have insanely long threads of emails, we use Slack. Um, so those two things I would say are three and two. And then of course, number one has to be the full focus planner. Um, and that's going to be your your boots on the ground, that's what keeps you 
grounded and sane uh, as you're going through your day in and out of meetings, being able to keep track of, you know, the little things as you're going through or just thoughts that you have about a brainstorm or ideas mm-hmm. that come up that you aren't able to necessarily um, have a meeting about per se, but you still want to to capture those um, to enable you to move forward. And then I'll, I'll plug my hack again, which is to follow up with yourself, schedule an actual appointment with yourself for 15 minutes that said that tells you what to do, when to do it. So you don't have insanely long list of to do's. Um, but the planner to help you to keep track of what is important this week uh, is definitely, you know, my, my number one go-to. So what a wonderful unbiased opinion planners. Number one, you heard her here. <laughs> totally <first>. unbiased. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, but no, number it, one, I, I think, I think that's great. I mean, I, I don't know your story. I loved the planner years before I I worked here. It became that tool to help me with the follow-up. So whether you use the planner or not, hopefully you make use of that tool set, these tips from Alicia. Thank you so much for sharing your genius with us today on the art of the follow-up. Fun fact, I have been here since the planner was born. Like I I was here... Wait, wait, you know, wait. So in what the was meeting, your number when, one when the when the planner tool. was being sketched out, I was there. What did you say? What was your number one tool before the planner was born? <laughs> Sticky notes. But that's it was horrible. <laughs> 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 it was a horrible life. Um I'm I'm actually not sure how how I was a successful executive assistant before then, but sticky notes in the calendar was my go to beforehand. Um I had tried I was a the plan a planner geek in school, so I liked the moose planner <laughs> that we had in elementary school, but um yeah, as an adult, it was, it was sticky notes and it was uh, it was not pretty. So, you know, thank goodness I was there for the birth of the planner <laughs> and all the different iterations since then. So the good news is you don't have to let tasks fall between the cracks. By developing a system for capturing and executing your tasks, you can master the art of following up and following through. So, Alicia, before we let you go, do you have any final thoughts for our focus on this listeners? No final thoughts. Just uh, keep that follow up or the importance of follow up with yourself um, right up there with following up with other people because it is equally as important. That That's a good final thought right there. Short and sweet. Let's get out of here. We got some following up to do, Verbs. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the Internet. So please share it with your friends. Remember to use the hashtag focus on this podcast and we'll be here next week with another great episode. So until then, stay, stay focused. focused. <laughs>well, thank you for joining us on Focus on This. This is are you, this is this where we are, Blake? You just let me handle this whole closing from now on. Yeah, I just say no quiet more exchange. You, we don't volley this. You keep doing anymore. it, and so I'm fine with it. <clears throat> you were saying this is <laughs> this episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Belay, one of our favorite resources for growing organizations. Belay offers virtual assistance, bookkeeping, and social media strategist services to empower you to accomplish more and juggle less. The virtual support you receive from Belay will revolutionize your operational efficiency. To help you understand their masterful approach to productivity, Belay is giving away a tried and true guide that includes time hacks, 
organization tips, delegation advice, and reading and tech tool recommendations to boost productivity and stay focused. Get back to doing what only you can do with Belay's free download of your personal guide to a productive work week at belaysolutions.com slash focus on this. Again, get that free download of your personal guide to a productive work week at belaysolutions.com slash focus on this.